insiders say Joe Biden can effectively end the primary with a win in Michigan. When he heard that, Biden said, I'm on it and headed straight to Montana. It's, it's interesting that, that I, I don't know if the lefty media will continue that narrative once he's the nominee and it's Biden versus Trump and everybody goes into their camps. But certainly your Colbert's, your Kimmel's, your Cordon's have been OK with mocking Biden's mental capacity thus far. Yeah, I have a feeling that drumbeat will continue. Everybody will we'll retreat see. to their camps as soon as it's one on one, though. Depends how fiery it gets. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. Speaking of presidential candidates, Andrew Yang, whose presence I miss. Yeah, smart guy. Yeah, smart guy. Fairly, he's just a guy guy. He doesn't come off as pompous and focus grouped and the rest of it. Didn't wear a tie. I enjoyed his contribution. He's a wise ass. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm a little sympathetic to that. It's anti-tie. But he tweeted out the other day, Daylight savings time should be extended all year long. The fallback, spring ahead, loss of an hour causes sleep deprivation and even injury. Let's just pick a time and stick to it. The only people who don't agree with that uh, are are under threat of the coronavirus. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> of their age. Oh. I, I, I seriously, not only do I not know anybody who likes the time change going back and forth. Now, now understand me. If we don't do the time change, we're going to keep the later sundown. We're sure, going to keep daylight saving time. Right. Right? So everybody's agreed on that. Yeah, and it should but be done by like this afternoon. That, not only can I not find anybody who doesn't agree with that, I can't even conceive of anybody who says, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I like it when we change it back so the days are really short in the winter. <laughs> Nobody likes that. I it's like it when it's dark at four thirty. It's awesome. Right, right, right. And then the I tell you what, I uh, my rhythms, my circadian rhythms, they're locked in. I'm like Stuart Copeland of the police. I mean, my, I got tight rhythms, and I hate the time change. Yeah, it has no Kills effect me. on me. Uh, but uh, clearly, the amount of sunshine at night, although it's harder to get the kids to bed right now. Yes. Gonna take yes. a while to get them used to that. Because oh it's, my gosh, it's it's hard. I remember as a kid myself. It's time for bed. It's 8 o'clock. It's sunny. It's a gorgeous night. Well, it's blazing sunshine. When Especially, you know, your elementary schools, yeah. your preschoolers got to go to bed. Yeah, we're going to bed at 7, and it's beautiful outside. But, honey, Mommy and Daddy put you to 7 and put you to bed at 7 because you make us nuts, and we get a couple hours together. So go to bed. Go the blank to bed. Lock their doors. They'll be fine in there. What's in there? Nothing but <laughs> stuffed animals. They'll be fine in there. Just, just stuff one of those wedges under the doors. <laughs> everything will be fine. Trust me. Um. So anyway, thank you, Andrew Yang, for that contribution. So who's going to be? Uh, there's there's another debate, right? Yeah, they which, agree which to is it. To the you know, there's many people who want that as want you know the the standard time. There didn't have to be another debate, but the. People agreed to it, so Woof. But so who's going to agree to it? Surely there won't be. <laughs> well, honest to God, if Biden wraps up tonight and Bernie gets out, he doesn't stand up there by himself, does he? And answer question. Well, who who's left? Nobody. Tulsi Gabbard is all pissed nah. off because she's not up there. But I there's forgot nobody. she was in. There's there's nobody. It's Biden and Bernie. There's about, nobody uh, left in, right? How about Delaney? John Delaney? Tim <laughs> Ryan? No, he's been out for a while. <laughs> and there's nobody in that would qualify for a debate. Certainly. So, Biden and Bernie? No. Well, they did Bernie and Hillary for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, well, I yeah. think it, I think it's over tonight. It would be, uh, if I was Biden, I wouldn't debate. Because we cannot get reelect, we cannot win this reelection 
Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. Which is it? Oh. If, in fact, we get engaged in this circular firing squad here. Is the cl- crowd laughing derisively at him? So or? is that a clip that was, like, played on a, sh- a talk show and people are laughing in the crowd? No, that's the natural. People that's, there. That's the ambient feed. Yeah, people yeah. there listening to Biden were laughing? Yeah. Because we cannot get reelect. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. <laughs> If, in fact, we get engaged in a hmm. circular firing squad here. Oh, that just makes me sad. Yeah. Seems like a nice old fella. I don't particularly want him to be president, but I don't like to see the old stumbling and fumbling. While we're talking about smart, rich people, what did you say Elon Musk had to say about college? Who needs college? He was in a fireside chat at the Satellite 2020 Space Community Conference. My invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. During the Q&A, he was asked about the accessibility of higher learning and how college could be made more affordable for students in need. Musk's answer, college isn't that important in the first place. You don't need college to learn stuff, he said. I'm pretty anti-college. I'm, I'm pretty out there in terms of anti-college. I'm out on the, uh, the edge on that one. He noted the achievements of Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, other Silicon Valley bigwigs who were college dropouts. And I'm not sure that's the best argument. Let's pick the smart, you know, some of the smartest people that have ever lived. And see, they didn't need college. I'm not sure that makes any sense. Yeah, I hear you. But he went on to say he viewed college as a series of, quote, annoying homework assignments. Yeah. He doesn't think those who go to college necessarily have exceptional ability. Quote, I think colleges are basically for fun and to prove you can do your chores, but they're not for learning. In fact, ideally, you dropped out and did something. Did Shakespeare even go to college? Probably not. Again, one of the great geniuses of all time, but... To be fair, he's talking about his peers, kind of. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah, yeah, yeah. of his ilk. I'll grant you that. Uh, still, an audience member. Oh, Musk made it clear in a tweet he's resolute about college degrees not being needed to work at Tesla. Still, an audience member pointed out to Musk that to work at SpaceX, many jobs require a bachelor's or even a master's degree. Business Insider notes Musk himself has bachelor's degrees in physics and economics from the University of Pennsylvania. He dropped out of a Ph.D. program at Stanford to co-found the Zip2 software company, which ultimately made him $22 million when he sold it. I mean, it's, that's, I've, I, I, I got a liberal arts degree, and I used to make the argument of... So uh, you're a liberal. Why? <laughs> I knew it. You know, what they bring, and a lot of people who end up running businesses have liberal arts degrees because it's kind of a general education, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but... I'm of the complete belief now that you can do that somehow on your own in a way that's much cheaper. Well, I, I think it's probably worth it for what I paid for it, adjusted for inflation. I don't think it's worth $50,000 a year. Oh, and there, there, there are many ways to acquire that knowledge without spending that enormous amount of money and getting yourself into debt. You've been jobbed, man. You've been ripped off. I know. The, to finish that, I was going to say the... The, the engineering stuff, I get that. Sure. That, that's completely different. Now, why that can't be done in some sort of like trade school JUCO situation, as opposed to a gazillion dollars a year to four-year university where you're also taking comp two for some reason in, mm-hmm. a, in a room full of 500 people? Yeah. I don't understand the point of that. Oh, yeah. I can absolutely guarantee you the companies would rise up that educate you and get you qualified as an engineer. And their graduates would be terrific engineers. They would acquire a wonderful reputation. And it would cost you a tiny fraction of what uh, you know a college does to do the same thing. That company is not going to have 75 assistant deans of community inclusion and of, of green, uh, you know, whatever, integration. Dean of green integration. 
Oh, our friend uh, James Lindsay, the fabulous James Lindsay. Um, and I'm not sure exactly who's working on this. I, I get the idea he's involved. Um, they're creating a an encyclopedia of where's the name of it? It's essentially a, an uh, the social justice encyclopedia where. They define what all these wackadoo terms and theories are so you understand what the wackadoos are driving at. And I have in my greasy mitts a couple of great examples. Cool. Like you'll hear socialization used as a term or standpoint epistemology. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard that one that much, but I have gotten from watching his videos. There are a lot of terms that get thrown around that just go right by me mm-hmm. that that I have learned from his YouTube videos. No, that's a that word means particular things to particular people. And the theories are scary and crazy. And you hear uh, Elizabeth Warren did this several times back before she was sent a pack in. She would just name drop those those theories and those terms in the debate. And they would go right past most people. But she was sending a message to the woke, woke social justice left that she's down with their their wacky views of humanity. But a couple of examples of that uh, on the way for you. You might find it thought-provoking. Also, some good news on the coronavirus thing, it looks like, could be, maybe. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Right? I think so. Hump day. Yeah, um, yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully we'll have a dry hump day. It's not real. Oh. Okay, so that's some local. <laughs> Somebody taped this off their TV, obviously. Oh some some local news somewhere. It's hump day. And then the meteorologist said. Why don't well, we just play it again? Okay. It's so short. It's Wednesday, right? I think so. Hump day. Yeah, um, yeah we're getting there. Hopefully we'll have a dry hump day. It's not real. Oh, <laughs> it's not going to rain, so we're going to have a dry hump day. I hope people have a dry hump day. Oh, she says. Oh, good this lord! Is she was that intentional or? Uh, no, it, I don't think so. It, it I mean, seems uh, like it was unintentional, and I just yeah. love the guy's reaction to it. It's Wednesday, right? I think so. Hump day. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully, we'll have a dry hump day. It's not real. Oh, see this? No. You, you what see, is a donkey punch? You got to start with the idea that there are grown-ups amused by the fact that it's the middle of the week, <laughs> which I have trouble with. You child, you <laughs> child. child. Unbelievable. Coming up, uh, a, a TikTok video from Wuhan, from the belly of the diseased beast. That you may find interesting. Oh, Stay tuned. Speaking of Wuhan, the good news on the coronavirus, if this, if this is true, Dictator Xi there in uh, China visited Wuhan hospitals, and people saw that as an indication that it's getting better and safer and on the decline, and at least their official reporting, which could be complete lies. Donald Trump, don't trust China! But their right. official reporting is they had like 12 new cases yesterday. I mean, it's really yeah. dro- dropped off to practically nothing. Of course, they... They imprisoned yeah, 150 million people, They right? were literally locking people in their homes. Yeah. And so that's a pretty good way to contain it. Yeah, it's tough to draw any lessons from China at all about this. Yeah. I was reading yesterday a great column by Jonah Goldberg about the word literally and how apparently the guy who runs the dictionary um, uh, 
is on the board of deciding what becomes a word or not is is okay with literally now becoming no, figuratively. No, don't say it because well, and the and the argument is about how language changes, and no! so many people. It's like irregardless is in the is oh, in the dictionary. Oh, ah! And has been for years. Oh! Because, you know, at some Although point... Although at least it doesn't mean the... the well, it kind of does. It means the opposite. Well, well I, but we can but. do okay with the regardless and irregardless being there, I think. Yes. Jonah Goldberg's point was, we need a word for literally. Yes. And if you take that away and make it mean the opposite, right. what are we going to use for literally? Yes. <laughs> I get your word straight, Jack. I'm not I'm not a grammar Nazi, and I don't mind words evolving over time, but you do have to have a word for something. If the, if the meaning of that word goes away, you better replace it with another one. Or the, the word or the meaning and its opposite used interchangeably well, for the same word. Yeah, that's it's hot, weird. which means it's four below zero <laughs> or it's 89 degrees. I'm just that's, We can't have that. No, I am standing firm against that. It's anyway, a perverse any, move. Anyway, he nailed down maybe the king of poorly using the word literally is Joe Biden. And he had like eight <sighs> great examples from this last year. Joe Biden's big on the literally exploded, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. No, um, it, no, no it didn't. <laughs> I am literally starving. No, you're not. So, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I apologize for that. Yeah, finally. Corn Pop was literally 50 feet tall. <laughs> so It makes a difference. James Lindsay, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show and part of that trio of researchers who unleashed those phony research papers on the world, which was one of the best pranks ever done in the history of mankind, is putting together... Literally. Um, Actually, I think it is. Yes. Uh, a social justice encyclopedia. So you know what these lunatics are up to. And, you know, I've looked at several of the definitions. This one is something called standpoint epistemology. And it's not that important that you know that you memorize the term or whatever. It's the philosophy behind it. And that's the idea that... I've watched these videos so much to try to get a handle on this. Mm. Do I remember correctly? Is this the you have to be something to have any comments on it? Ding! Essentially. The I can't more, comment on black women because I'm not a black woman. The more oppressed you are, the more knowledge you have of the topic. And that the non-oppressed are not even allowed to speak of anything dealing with the oppressed because they don't have the special knowledge that comes from being oppressed. Now, with most scams, as with most scams, there's a shred of truth to it. You know, somebody who lives in the neighborhood, certainly their voice ought to be heard if there's a discussion of what ought to happen in the neighborhood. But this takes it way, way, way further, um, saying that there's a cognitive asymmetry between the oppressed and the privileged. And the perspectives from the lives of the less powerful offer a more objective view of this, the world, a view based on their experiences of being underprivileged that captures real disparities and blah, blah, blah. And so that is why you have angry college girls yelling at other college girls to get out because they're white. They can't possibly have an opinion on this, and they should shut up. 
And the poor chagrined second group of college girls walks away tail twixt legs, and the, thinking this seems crazy unfair on its face. But I've been taught I need to take it. And the problem with that, of course, is um, it, it's it's the opposite of holding truths to be self-evident that apply to everyone. I mean, right? It it, it gets away from the idea that there are certain things that are true for everyone: mm-hmm. age, color, race, what, however you were brought up. These are just good ideas. For structuring society. Right. That's where it gets scary is that's the whole, this is my truth. That's where this phrase comes from, that the truth is merely what that person says it is, and you can't challenge it. If uh, Sean is a, you're a millennial, right? Allegedly yes. an older millennial. If you were to say among millennials, if you drop an object, it goes up, not down, because gravity doesn't apply. That is Sean's truth. Millennials, objects go up, not down when you drop them. And I, as a Generation X guy, I can't, I don't dare challenge that. I should be shouted down or beaten by Antifa for challenging his truth, which is, by the way, the, the Maoists, um, were really big on this and a couple of similar movements because you couldn't challenge anything based on fact. If it was part of Chairman Mao's uh, doctrine, it was true, period. You could not challenge on the basis of fact. And it's just another way of, of grabbing power and holding on to it. Resist we much, my friends. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's me, Megan Monroe. Welcome to day 26 of the Wuhan quarantine. I went out today to go grocery shopping, but I didn't make it very far because the front door of my apartment is padlocked shut and the little gate on the other side of the apartment was wired shut. So I'm stuck inside. I can still order delivery food, so hopefully that works out. But um, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Hang tight. She's I couldn't a, understand her through her thick Chinese accent. So that's a 21-year-old uh, American. Well, she teaches English over there in Wuhan, and they just locked her in. That's something. Yikes. Chinese asshole! Yeah, no Can kidding. you imagine living somewhere the government can show up and lock your door? Just padlock it shut. Yeah. I saw welding doors shut in some weird metal places. <laughs> places made out of, like, well, steel. Yeah. They were welding people's doors shut. The government. That's so amazing. You know, I have plenty of grub in my house to get by for quite a while, but I'd run through the stuff I wanted to eat pretty quickly. <laughs> and then you turn to your companions. And I would be... <laughs> or my dog. Oh, which reminds oh, geez. me. Which reminds me. Baxter. Baxter, do not get up on that counter. Daddy is everywhere. I'm watching you. Wow. Take a nap. I'll be home soon. Uh, Judy's out of town. So Baxi Taxi is alone uh, on his own there for a while. And the radio's on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he likes to keep up on kind I of am events. everywhere. Yeah, and he's big into the news. He's a news hound. Actually, <laughs> it's a very, very rare breed. <laughs> he's worried about the coronavirus. And... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where were we? Ah, the Wuhan. Yeah, I would be down to, like, my least favorite soup and croutons, <laughs> you know, before terribly long. That, that would be a good question for any normal human being. 
Um, how long could I go if you locked my doors before I'd run out of either food, toilet paper, something to drink? I can always drink tap water. So, Well, I have a bidet, as you know, Jack, so it would be a... Uh, you gonna drink from slightly <laughs> No, no, no. The toilet paper thing. Oh, um, uh, how long? I don't could actually we... have a bidet. I have an attachment to my regular toilet. How long could we eat? Quite a while. I was gonna say we have a lot of cereal, but we'd run out of milk. You can eat right. dry cereal. Sure. Yeah, put some water on it. Yeah, I've done that plenty of times when I was a single guy. I could either go to the store and get a gallon of milk, or I could eat these frosted flakes with water. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to have them with water. Among the saddest things I've ever heard, I think. I, I lived a sad existence. <laughs> That's a little Wuhan. <laughs> That's hung over me at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. I'm just going to eat frosted flakes with water. <laughs> I just I just need something in, in me. And I can't deal with sunshine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wearing sunglasses in your own kitchen. <laughs> It's not proud of it, but I have been there. Oh, hey, you're going to just absolutely love this note. I'm sorry, were we going to do something else? I can't even remember. Probably were. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Joe Biden got into a bit of an argument with some dude in Michigan, and the audios, we're trying to, I don't know if we should play the audio or not, because it's pretty hard to hear. Like Hannity's making a big deal out of it, whether or not it's, you know, I don't know. And they're arguing about guns. The guy said, you're trying to take my guns away. And Biden said, that's bull bleep. That's bull bleep. And mm-hmm. kind of got in his face and pointing at him. One of those deals. Yeah, Joe's still feisty. Yeah. There are a couple of times various folks have gotten on him at town hall meetings, and he's gone pretty aggro on him. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think we have a cleaned up version of the audio here. Let's try this. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, say when him bushwhacking, <laughs> horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker, he's going to roll away, bushwhacker. That, yeah, that I don't was, know what Jack's saying. That was pretty clear. Yeah, that was just Biden's response. We didn't have the gentleman he was right. talking to in there. Gurger, that part Gurger. got kind of muffled. But, <laughs> but Joe Biden. And an old sideways bushwhacking, <laughs> horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker is going to roll away, bushwhacker. <laughs> but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. So right. this is pretty good. The average American <laughs> considers someone a best friend if they've known them for at least how long? A poll of 2,000 Americans found the average respondent needs to go through four different personal experiences with a friend before they can qualify them as a best friend. Does each time they like one of my tweets, does that count as an experience? (laughs) Apparently you can have multiple best friends in this scenario. Hmm. So they don't mean the best friend, it's a best friend. So it's like a first-class friend. I like that better than best because best implies singular. Right, yeah. So, but when people Top say tier friend, yeah. there you go. That's what we're looking for. Huh? It's funny for my kids in their world. The best friend is a singular person. Yes, you have a bestie. Yeah, you have a, best a term friend. that makes my skin crawl. But then, as adults, I hear people say regularly, "I'm best friends with a." I'm best friends with a, and I think they mean top tier. Yeah, they have more than one. I don't have any problem with that. No, There's no need either. to choose one. No, I don't care. Right. Uh, one in three. I mean, words mean things. If we just want to, you know, literally change the words of meanings, that's fine. You know, that's fine. I guess. One of my top tier friends just witnessed a bum fight in Phoenix. Oh, but he was driving, so he couldn't, you know, take any video, which is what you must do. Yeah. I'm kind of anxious to get on the phone and get the details of it. Hmm. A couple of junkies uh, hammering each other, apparently. I'm sorry to hear they had a conflict. I hope they can settle it. Maybe they're best friends. And get back to shooting up together or whatever. Now they've had a 
uh, personal experience with each other. Right. So they could be best friends. Hammering blows upon each other's faces. Yes. So the poll of 2,000 Americans found the average respondent needs to go through four different personal experiences with a friend before they are on the level of best friend. Uh, Okay. One in three said they must go on vacation with a friend before they get the moniker of best friend. Hmm. What? Boy, after the age of... Well, certainly after being married, the idea of me going on a vacation with uh, somebody that's not my wife or kids is, seems crazy right now. I suppose when they're gone, maybe. But... Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah, we've we've done it a handful of times with friends, and it's it's a gas. It's great. You go off to some nice location, and you you partay down. You see the sights, and oh, it's good times. Um... Want to do it again soon? It's been a while. Just gotten too busy. The stupid job, stupid, stupid working for a living unbelievably inconvenient who's with me (laughs) there are certain milestones that must be checked off before any friend can become a best friend certainly experiencing a breakup finding a dead body together they're with you i'll do it (laughs) wow finding a dead body together that's my list go on um i'm sorry so your friends when you one of you go through a breakup yeah okay all right doing something spontaneous together (laughs) wife swapping (laughs) <laughs> wife swapping is a perfectly good example. Oh, 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 oh boy. Hey, you know what I just thought of? That's <laughs> enough looking at this body. What do you say we, uh, well, I got an idea. <laughs> I was going to say uh, like an overnight road trip, but maybe wife swapping. <laughs> Texting each Why other. Why is it called wife swapping? As a feminist, I resent that. Let's call it uh, spouse trading. I mean, you're not swapping wives like they're property. Well, you're, My you're, wife ain't nobody's property. Well, you're not swapping wives any more than you're swapping husbands. Right. So that's that's where it gets sexist. Again, it implies that the wives are property. I don't like it. No, it's not cool. No, I, you, I didn't say it. Michael did. Indeed. Yeah, Michael. Well, yeah. I'm on mess. What's the matter with you? Were you pig? <laughs> if you, yeah, earlier this morning we established Michael's a tweaker. Well, I accused him of it. If you're friends with somebody <laughs> you text at least once a day, you're best friends. Okay. And if you've ever stayed up until the early morning just talking. Okay. How about slurring? Yeah, on un- like, without the assistance of, of other uh, intoxicants. Well, that's kind of a sliding scale, I guess. Yeah. I don't this is what we do. We're going to open a bar. Oh, I got it. In Hawaii. Yes. This is it. You're going to get a boat. And we're going to go on the boat all the time. <laughs> and when, and when, when the bar's closed, we're on our boat. We'll no call it the boat. Sandwagon, bushwagon, horn swagger, on the boat. I will call it the boat bar, and it'll be like walking on a boat. Uh, Americans would do almost anything for their best friends, including traveling across the country and, and keeping a secret. Yeah, the... the, the uh, the people that reach the category of you will attend their wedding or funeral if it's, you know, far away, that's usually got to be a pretty good friend. Yes. Yeah. Keeping a secret. Yes. That that it matters. A third your your regard for that person. A third would lie for their best friend while another quarter would miss work to hang out with them. 43% would bail their best friend out of jail. Jeez. What was that number? 43? She told me, oh, yeah, God, I'd say 57% he would say, your, your old friends, you've been through so much together, they call you up, 
I think it's time you learned a lesson. Let's let the courts figure this out. That's what the justice system is for, Jim. I I assume in this case you don't think your best friend, you know, did bludgeon their family to death or something like that. I mean, something horrific. Well, see, now wait a minute. Yeah, what's the offense here? Was it a DUI? Uh, or they if, if maybe somebody shoved them in a bar and they swung on them and they got a little assault charge or are they accused of you know something truly horrendous? Have you ever bailed anybody out of jail? I bailed one person out of a jail. I never have. It was an employee. I bailed out of jail. So what His do you do? First you wander... day on the job. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. yeah. Hilarious story. You wander in the uh, the front door of the cop shop there, the jail, and you say, "Hey, I want to bail somebody out. What do I do?" That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. He, I had just hired him. I was the program director at this radio station and just hired him as a disc jockey. Really talented guy. and um, um, But he was kind of celebrating that night, and he was driving home to his little town, and he got pulled over. No, he was on the side of the road. He was drunk. His mm. car was parked but running. He had gotten a frozen... This was his thing. He would buy frozen burritos at the 7-Eleven, okay. and then he would cook them on the manifold of his engine. Oh, my gosh. Parked out on a country road somewhere. What? Why did? Why wouldn't he just? Never mind. Why wouldn't he what? I don't know. Get a microwave, or or cook it up there at the convenience store because he was saving know. it for later. Obviously. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And so he got he got arrested standing there alongside the road next to his car, cooking frozen burritos on the engine of his car. Did you get any sense of how long it took to cook a? No, frozen I've, burrito? I've never done that. He he he. I remember him telling me because he, he called me. Early in the morning, in from jail, mm. I was his phone call, and I remember explaining to me what he was doing, and he said it like it's something. Yeah, do, you don't do that. We all do that. Doesn't everybody do that? No, yeah, I was no, I've never on done the that. Side of the road, hammered, cooking a uh, burrito on the manifold of my engine, and a cop <laughs> showed up. And long story short, I got a yeah, yeah. I'm anyway. not going to make it into work today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway. I, I feel somehow cheated that I've never been asked to bail a friend out of jail. Mm. Because I would do that for a bud. I visited a friend in jail once, and I put a couple bucks on his book so he could buy, like, cup of noodles or whatever. But oh, that, that's, I was kind of, That's as close as I've ever gotten. There you mm-hmm. go. Did you tell him to go find the biggest, toughest son of a gun in the place? I said, hey, I, I know what to do here. Right. I've never been in it, but I've seen movies. Trust me on this. And trade smokes. Here's some smokes. Swap them around. You're cute and cuddly. They'll be loving you from dust till dawn. No, no, don't no? say that. Do not say that to your friend. That is not an encouragement. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Honestly, Bernie just drove me crazy. He was in Congress for years. Years. He had one senator support him. Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. He, had, he did not work till he was like 41, and then he got elected to something. It was all just baloney, and I feel so bad that, you know, people got sucked into it. Look, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. I'm not good at pleasantries. If you have your birthday, I'm not going to call crank. you up to congratulate you, so you Fine. love me and you write nice things you're about me. You're a crank. That's not what I do. Crank. Never have. Crank. Some of that stuff is a decent blast at Bernie from Hillary Clinton. The, he didn't get anything done is a load of crap. Nobody cares. We've elected two senators in a hundred years. Neither one of them did anything. 
John F. Kennedy and Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. We don't care about the legislation of senators. That's something senators care about, we not just voters. Know, we want to know if they talk pretty. Now both they're of, handsome. Now, both of them had a lot of friends. And they're both handsome. And both handsome. Uh, from that standpoint, neither JFK or Barack Obama had any interest in passing legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have some breaking news, don't you? I do. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sorry. Should have warned you to get Brandon out of his stall. Brandon. The breaking news donkey. Headline out of, well, it's out of all sorts of different places. Uh, the... New York authorities are setting up a coronavirus containment area in beautiful New Rochelle, New York. The containment facility will last two weeks, closing schools and other facilities in the area. Uh, According to the uh, New York authorities, National Guard will be deployed. That's oh, something. Oh, wow. National Guard. Old old Cuomo there. Are you going to shoot the virus? or? (laughs) I'm going to club it. Uh, let's see. Anything else of note? Anybody else's coverage of it? Uh, we'll, we'll bring you the particulars as they take shape. But, um, yeah, old, old man Cuomo there is a bit of a joke. He's um, he's also part of the – he's like a, a, a auxiliary member of the left-wing media. His brother's an anchor on CNN, and Governor Cuomo was frequently in lockstep with, with the CNNs of the world. And I think he's on board with the, whipping up the crisis as much as he can. Well, the, some of it is uh, some of it's what you're just talking about, and it's getting attention. It makes you look like a leader and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if you get to throw money around, money gets spent. Lots of money gets spent. Somebody gets that money, and it's your friends who helped you get elected. Oh yeah, you'll make sure it's your friends, and you make sure that money goes their direction. So that all that stuff is true. But there's also the institutional memory of the Spanish flu of 102 years ago, 1918. I came across a Malcolm. Gladwell article in the New Yorker uh, several years back about it. And uh, this paragraph alone is amazing. The Spanish flu hit hard and fast and killed gazillions of people around the world. But in America, more Americans died of the Spanish flu in a couple of months. That's how fast it happened. Then were killed during the First World War, the Second World War, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War combined. Wow. Of Americans. By far the most deadly thing that's happened to us in the United States outside of the Civil War. Um, and it happened in just a couple of months. That's astounding. Yeah, I'd say. So, build prisons for the sick. Final thought with A-N-G. Yeah! And we'll just leave you with that thought. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. You can call them what you want. They're prisons. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Wouldn't that be jaunty? There he is pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, I went to Costco. I do need toilet paper, actually, and I just need it for regular use. So if you do buy it, get the two-ply kind and just buy one package and just tear them apart. And then that way you don't have to take as much off the shelf. single ply. Single ply, yeah. Positive Sean, a final thought for us? I loaded up on supplies yesterday with the amount of... Frozen preservative-laced food that is jammed in my freezer. If I do need to self-quarantine, I'm going to be fine for quite some time. Oh, good for you. Uh, Jack, final thought. So we've been playing the Joe Biden clip where he says, you got to re-elect, and if we elect, if we elect, and I got to re-elect. And he sounds a little bumbling and fumbling, and we got this text. You guys are missing the visual. You got to watch the people behind them and their reaction. That's going to be the theme of the campaign, I think, on Joe Biden. Is he okay? Hmm. Speaking of candidates, my final thought, I wanted to throw this in. I was completely unaware of it till I was tipped off, but 
There's a major fake outrage wave online over Elizabeth Warren, Warren having fun on SNL. What? Saying, how dare she? She, she should be helping progressive candidates get elected she should have endorsed bernie she's messing around when she should be oh my god you people are so tiring oh you are so exhausting you woke little snowflakes yeah <laughs> she, she can't do a single effing fun gd thing writes uh, this one tweeter no she can't you gotta be angry all the time every minute I think she's going to avoid having to endorse anybody because I believe by the end of tonight, it's going to be pretty much wrapped up for Joe Biden. We'll have the results tomorrow. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there. Download them all. The Extra Large. The One More Thing. The the show kind of chopped up on demand. Uh, plus, we have, uh, well, we got the videos we've talked about and that sort of thing. Drop us an email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Cough into your elbow. Don't eat any wet bats. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase... Uh, what you're doing is messed up. We're gonna die. Armstrong and Getty.